0: What up, my friend? Coach Polly Barr here from Coach's Corner. I want to thank you for joining me for conversation nuggets and tips that will set you free. If this content is bringing you any value today, I want you to do me a huge favor, my friend, and drop me a review down below here on Apple Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at identityofonecoaching@gmail.com. at gmail.com. With that being said, it's time to dive in so that you can be set free. And so today's show, man, we've got some fire going on this morning. We were just talking in the back for about five to six minutes. And this man, Tim Stewart, got so much energy, so much power because of what God has done in his life, because God's grace is more than sufficient. Amen. And so we're going to dive right into this conversation. And so, Tim, do us a huge favor, my man, and let us know who you are, where you hail from. And let's dive into this conversation of being freed
1: From yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pastor Paul. Uh, My name is Tim Stewart, AKA Talk Man Talk. And I speak to inspire, educate, and motivate um, people from every walk, focusing on 12 spiritual principles to freedom from active addiction. Mm. And I am located in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, I'm on the East Coast.
0: NC see baby and see that's i've right. got a uh nephew of mine that's in uh, north carolina i'm not sure where uh, uh-huh. but he just recently bought a house out there a couple years ago and he's just loving it from you know going from california to yeah. north carolina um just a whole different uh game changer it's and a great so, place to live yeah that's awesome man that's awesome so you can follow tim stewart right down below boop 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 on www.talkmantalk.com and here on Facebook, and he brings daily inspiration and nuggets to set you free. And so we're going to start with his um, short testimony and how God has worked through his life. And so I just want you to flow, uh, Tim, and just, just flow with wherever you feel led God is wanting you to share your story. And let's get this out so that people can be set free today, man.
1: Okay, gotcha. Well, you know, I I was addicted to drugs and alcohol for over 25 years of my life. Wow. And after going through treatment 11 times, the 12th time, I, I found out what my real problem was. And kind of how I talk about it is I, I didn't start out. Of course, we know God didn't create me to be an addict. Right. 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 And so I, I started out in some environments that weren't con- that that kind of led me down that path. And mm. addiction is something that progresses over time. I started smoking marijuana at 12 years old and it it, it it was almost like I was addicted to it when I started. However, it progressed to more harder type of, you know, uh, chemicals. Right eventually it landed to crack. And what happened, Pastor Paul, was as I was going through these treatments, these rehab centers, I thought the drugs and the alcohol were the problem. And it was that 12th rehab where God spoke to me. And, and I called I, I call that voice God, because God lives in me. And the voice came from within. It wasn't an audible voice. It was in my spirit. That's where God lives, in my spirit. Mm-hmm. And I cried out to God. I was in so much pain. I had I had left New York and traveled. To, I, I wanted to just get away from New York because it seemed like I could not stop. And my mom, I, my mom was a wake-up call. She said to me, she said, son, I love you. I'll always love you. She said, "But I want you to know, I bought a ten thousand dollar insurance policy this morning to bear you with, because you ain't gonna make it." Wow, I, I'm telling you, I, you know, I live to use drugs, and I use drugs to live. That's where it took me to that, and 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 I knew, you know, I was a veteran of the U.S. Air Force. I had worked for IBM. I had worked for UPS. I, you know, in corporate America. But here I am. I am living a defeated life because I don't understand what's going on with me. Mm. i want every treatment that I went into. I said, this is it. I'm done. I'm never going to do it anymore. But I, you know, after getting out of the treatment, there were periods where I had six months clean, a year clean, but I always went back. And what happened at that 12th treatment center was, God, I, I I was in such pain, tears was coming down my face. I, I, I'm spiritually, mentally, physically bankrupt at 40 years old. I'm 1,200 miles away from everybody I know. I'm in St. Louis. I have never been there. I don't know a soul there. And I cried out and I hit my hand on the table and I said, God, why? Why does this keep happening to me? Come on. Come on. And God spoke to me and said, drugs and alcohol, not your problem. Ooh, baby, I love it. It wasn't no spooky. It wasn't no <laughs> right. It was straight to the point, direct. Come on. And I said, "Now I'm sitting in the child hall because I'm I'm now at the VA rehab center, and and by the time I got there, they had already served." dinner for that evening, so they were giving me a plate because I had gotten there late, so I'm sitting sitting in a towel hall by myself, and right. if you can imagine, I'm sitting there, I'm feeling this pain, tears coming down my eyes, and all of a sudden, I hear this voice inside of me that says, drugs and alcohol, not your problem. Come on, bro. And I said, well, what is my problem? And he says, your way of thinking mm. is your problem. Now, I know I'm not tripping because now I've got a direct response, right? Right. Of what my problem is. And I said, well, what is my problem? And he says, your way of thinking is your problem. And from that day, Pastor Paul, I got up from that table. And it was kind of like when 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 that was revealed to me, I, I, I got some hope back. I mm-hmm. said, oh. I thought the drugs and the alcohol was a problem. My way of thinking, it's like, okay, now I'm, I'm get, I have a new operating system. I need to create a new operating system, if you will. Come on. And I, I went back to my room and I, I went over to the desk where, you know, in the hospital room, because I'm in the hospital, because you know why I'm in the hospital? Because I'm, mm, right. I'm sick. Right. I'm <laughs> sick. And so uh, I pulled out the desk drawer and there was a Bible. And I said, I'm getting ready to read this Bible. And I started reading. And when I got down to Genesis 1.10, I think it's Genesis 1.10. And it says, and God said, let every seed produce after its own kind. God spoke to me again and said, words and deeds are just like seed. They always mm. produce after their own kind. And that, Pastor Phil, became my philosophy, and I have not used any dope since then, 16 years now. (laughs) Bro, you are saying a mouthful. Let me just
0: stop you really quick. Mm -hmm. So number one, were you raised in the church? I was raised in the church. Okay. So I want to land there a little bit later, but your and mine story, I was delivered, matter of fact, today. I didn't realize it until yesterday. Today is my spiritual birthday. Okay. January 9th of 2005. Wow.
1: I was (laughs) set free.
0: I was going to church. I knew how to raise my hands. I knew when to cry. I knew when to go to the altar. I knew when to crack open my Bible. I knew all that stuff. I knew how to play church. Yeah. But I was not delivered. I was not set free. And this day, what's that? We're in 21 now. This uh-huh. is January 9th of 2005. That's 16 years ago. Yeah. Our stories wow. are too much alike. And this is, so let me just give the backdrop. We're going to go more than 30 minutes. So okay.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> y'all All right.
0: just put your seatbelts on because here we go. So right. so when I saw you on Periscope being interviewed, uh-huh. uh huh, the, the minute that I logged on, what I heard was when I heard the drugs aren't the problem, I'm the problem. Okay. My mindset is the problem. That's when I said, I have to interview this man of God because that's what I've been saying for 15, 16 years, because wow. God delivered me from the drugs way before I even stepped into a church.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: But January 9th of 2005, I didn't know God before that. January 9th of 2005, I'd been going to church for almost a whole year. Okay. And that day I said, Lord, you've got to shake me loose of my chains. You've got to free me from me. Yeah, And when I went to that altar, I gave my heart to God. And of course, from that moment forward, there's this journey of 15, 16 years of, you know, I backslid throughout that time. I was angry. I was still bitter, but it was the anger, the bitterness, the rejection, the abandonment. The manipulation, yeah. the narcissism, all yeah. of that stuff compiled into one. And so, I love what you're saying, man. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but man, just no. just keep flowing with this conversation because there's people out there right now, okay, that are in a pew,
1: yeah, and they doing church, yeah, but they're not freed from their mind, right? And, and and you know that's a great point, uh, Pastor Pastor Paul, because I, I did the. Uh, Baptist, the, the Methodist, the Pentecostal, I did all of that. Right. And I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I grew up in the church. My parents were Baptist. One grandmother was Methodist. My other grandmother was Pentecostal and back then Pentecostals were considered, you know, the Holy rollers and, you know, and, and so I didn't really understand all of that. Right. Um, My grandmother, you know, when everybody else had given up on me, she had a relationship with God that nobody really understood. I didn't even understand. She ate, slept, and breathed Jesus, period. Come on. Come and on. so what happened with me was I got into this Bible, and this Bible became my manual. And what I realized, and I, I like using this analogy, and it's, it goes back to what God told Joshua in Joshua 1.8. You know, if you have a yard the best way to keep the weeds out of the yard most people when i ask that question they say pull them up or spray them and that's what i thought but that's not the best way Hmm. when i kept going to the rehab centers i was breaking the weed off at the top of the dirt Yeah, come on, bro. When God spoke to me and said, your thinking is your problem, I pulled the weed up from the root. Come on. Now, that weed was gone, but that doesn't stop other weeds from growing. Now, how that, how that equates to what God told Joshua, you know the story. Moses had led the Israelites out of Egypt. They got over in the wilderness, and Moses did some things that God told him not to do. And God said, Joshua, I want you to take my people into the promised land. And Joshua was like, Way ho! How yeah. am I, I going to do this? And then Joshua 1 8, God's direct instruction, manual instruction Joshua, if you will meditate on this book of the law, day and night, and observe to do according to all that's written therein, then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success, right? So the responsibility was on Joshua, and that word meditate comes from the Hebrew word ha Haga, H-A-G-A-W, and it means to mutter. So he basically told Joshua, if you will take my word, and speak it out of your mouth over and over and over again, you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Now, let me bring that back to what happened with me. In a yard, the best way to keep the weeds out of your lawn is to sow the grass seeds so thick that the weed seeds can't take root. That's so good, bro. So he was telling Joshua, sow my word, so thick, In your soul, because when I speak his word out of my mouth, it goes into my ear and it sows that word so thick that the weed seeds, fear, doubt, worry, and confusion can't take root. There's no space. It may come, but it it gets choked out. It's choked out. Yes. And so that, that philosophy, that became my philosophy. And, and I think, you know, Pastor Paul, as you mentioned about the church, you know, I, I talk about religion. I, I'm not a religious person because Come on. God never created religion. And, right. and and what we, you are a new generation. I I I, man, I I love you, man, because there are some people that we know with titles who are still pe- preaching a program that God never intended. <sighs> and people on. are being misled misguided and and receiving poor results in their life but they don't have any other thing to hold on to that's why what you do is so important amen we've got to rediscover the original message and the original message is the kingdom the kingdom is the original message And, and it's amazing all those churches i went through went to baptist methodist pentecostal They never preached on the kingdom. And the kingdom is mentioned 162 times in the New Testament alone. Wow. Now, let me tell you about your story. You know, your story is in the Bible, too, don't you? What you just told me. (laughs) Break it down, baby. Break it down. Nicodemus. Are you familiar with Nicodemus? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he was a religious ruler. Yeah. He was a religious ruler. Ruler, he went to Jesus at two o'clock in the morning and said, What must I do to enter the kingdom? Come on, bro. He discovered, like you, hey, look, I don't need religion, I need the kingdom, I need the nuggets to be delivered. (laughs) Period. And so, I've you know, I, I studied this Bible and I don't know the whole Bible, but I do understand the. the the foundation of it. And see, I'm going there. You want me to go there? I want you to go there, man. So David said, Lord, let me understand your precepts. See, David didn't seek God's hand. You know, in religion, we sought God's hand, but David sought God's mind. Come on. Let me me understand your way of thinking, your precepts. A precept is a thought before a thought. And what happens is, a concept is uh, a conceived precept. Concept is our ideas. Our concepts formulate our ideas, and our ideas create our philosophy. And that's what we live out of. We don't kind of speak in that term, but that's actually what happens um, when when God says the, the we uh, the issues of life flow from a man's heart yes that word heart is not this pump in my chest it's my mind yes uh, as a as a human i am a spirit mm-hmm. that's what god lives in right. uh, i live in a body and i have a soul and my soul is my mind will and emotions and it's really unique how god did this our soul pastor paul is just like soil The soil doesn't dictate the harvest. It's the seed that's sown into the soil that dictates the type of harvest. Wow. The words, which are, God told me, words and deeds are just like seed. The words that go in our ear, faith comes by hearing, dictate the harvest in my life. So if I'm receiving inaccurate information, then I can't get a different harvest. Wow. Wow. So so that's my my purpose and my passion is to unpack these principles in in my book free yourself from yourself. You know we just had a a, a real ugly incident in DC. Mm-hmm. And and what that showed us it gave us a very vivid very vivid picture of what is lacking in our society and that is self-government. See, God never intended for us to have a judicial system and courts and penitentiaries. There was never even any written instructions from Adam to Moses. It was written in man's heart. Yes. See, the laws, the kingdom of God, the laws were put in man's heart. When God blew the breath of life into Adam, he blew the laws. And that's why Jesus said, our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. The laws were put in man to practice on earth to experience the kingdom of heaven. Wow. And, and, and the kingdom message, Pastor Paul, and, and I've got to give a shout out. Uh, I've studied under Dr. Miles Monroe. Amen. And this this man, even though he's gone on, his legacy yes. is so powerful. Yeah. Now, I, in the beginning of the show, I told you I was going to give you a definition of gift. Yeah, come you on. Have, you have discovered your gift. And that's everything that God created came to this planet with a gift trapped inside of it. Everything. A bird comes here with flight already trapped inside of it. A fish comes here with swim already trapped inside of it. A mango seed comes here let every seed produce at its own kind with a gift of a tree trapped inside of it. So our responsibility is to discover our gift. What you did, you said five years ago, you, you discovered that you had this gift of creativity and you could design things. You discovered that gift. Now you train that gift, practice that gift. And now you serve it to the world. Amen. And guess what the world does? The world will take care of you. Right. We, We've seen it very vividly in our society. Michael Jackson discovered the gift, trained the gift, served it to the world. Michael Jordan, Venus Williams, Larry Bird, Wayne Gretzky. These individuals discovered their gift. You know, Pastor Paul, they asked Michael Jackson. You know, we were talking about purpose before the show. Once a person discovers their purpose, you can't stop them. That's why they, they understand why they were created. They asked Michael Jackson at like eight, nine years old, interview, Michael, do you love music? Do you know what this brother said, Pastor Paul? What did he say? I am, am music. Yeah. I am music. When you become, I look, have we heard those words before? I am? Come what on she said I am I am. <laughs> I am I am yes and so what and so my book is about addiction because there's over statistics show there's over 20 million people in America alone that suffer from addiction now our future generations this this uh opioid epidemic is is treacherous yes and what has happened is we don't know who we are See, when we don't know who we are, we don't understand our purpose. Anytime a person or people who don't understand the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. That's why marriages, 50% of marriages end in divorce because we don't understand the purpose of it from the manufacturer. We created the superficial, but they're not the original intent. So what I help individuals do is I don't talk about the dope because the dope wasn't a problem. Mm-mm. Let's talk about why you were created. See, when we discover our gift, it's simultaneously connected to our purpose. That's why we were given the gift. God gave the bird the gift of flight so he could fly. Yes. And there's a purpose for birds flying, fish swimming we are kind of the only animals that try to do something other than what we were created to do. (laughs) A a fish never says, you know what? I am done with swimming. Come on. I'm going to walk now. No, they don't do that. (laughs) Birds don't say, I'm tired of flying. I'm going to start swimming. No. That's so
0: good, man. That is so good. And
1: so when, when I help individuals discover their gift, then they can get a sense of what their purpose are. That gives, that's a source of value and gives us a sense of significance. Mm. A source of value, a sense of significance, and now I won't, I don't want to destroy it because it's, I, I feel, I understand why I'm here. I have a purpose for being here, and every human being, 8 billion people have a purpose for being here. You know, you. I just talked to you about Hey, look, I need your help, Pastor Paul. Uh, Your gift. God gave you Our gift. I forgot away from the definition. So let me give you the definition. A gift is the inherent capacity to fulfill a function that meets a need in creation. Say that again. The inherent that's built in capacity to fulfill a function the value is in the function of the thing. You buy a car because it drives you. The value is in the functioning. Hmm. The inherent capacity to fulfill a function that meets a need in creation. See, this independent mindset that we have adopted is flawed. It's an, it's a, a a concept that's not from our creator. We were all created for interdependency. See, your gift is not for you. It's for somebody else to meet a need in creation. My gift is for not for me. I can benefit from my gift, but it was not given to me, for me. It was given to me to share with other, other individuals. Amen. Pastor Paul, at five years clean, after going through, rehab 12 times and never having more than a, maybe 16 months of clean time. Now I'm 5 years clean and that's when I discovered my gift. I was 45 years old. Wow. So imagine and, and when I went when this and I got to tell the story when 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 I discovered it, it was a Saturday morning, I'm 5 years clean. I went from living in a homeless shelter on the floor, sleeping on the floor to now living in a 2,400 square foot home with a wife, you know, a great career. And I'm just so overjoyed this one particular Saturday morning. And I said, God, why? I mean, what am I going to do now? I mean, I, I've been brought from a very low place and I've been given so much. What, what why? Why me? And I got this vision of speaking. Mm. I want you to share your story with other people so they can benefit from it. And at that time, right then, at that instance, I remembered being back in grade school. And you, you may remember this back in kindergarten, first grade, you know. Things are different back then. If you did something in class that you weren't supposed to do, the teacher would draw a circle on the chalkboard and make you go and stand up in front of the class and put your nose in the circle and put your (laughs) hands behind your back. And that was supposed to be embarrassing. And it was right. Yes. Guess why I was always sent to the chalkboard. Talking. Talking in class. On my report card, they say he's smart. He's an A B student, but he's just talking class. But my parents didn't recognize that was my gift. So today, when I when I when I run across children or people, I say, "What what gift did God put in this one?" Come on, that's what we need to talk about—the gift. So if I help individuals identify their gift. They understand their purpose. Now they can, they can adopt uh, the mindset is to train the gift so that they can become a value to society and they won't want to destroy themselves. Our young, A lot of people don't understand why they're here. Amen. You, you know, the most wealthiest place, Pastor Paul, on this planet is the Graveyard. It's not the oil mines, it's not the gold mines, it's not the oil fields, it's the graveyard. Because it's filled with people who came here, never discovered their gift, and took it to the grave. There's so many people, there's so many people that if it wasn't for a tombstone, we would never know they've been here.
0: Wow, that's deep. That's so much man. You you have you have dropped some some power nuggets, man, just like power nuggets. And so one of the reasons why I believe that our stories collide in such a powerful way is is there's so many similarities. The only difference was is that I was silenced when I was young. Mm. I was silenced from the home. I was okay. silenced. And it's and it's and I'm not even blaming my mom for this. You follow what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I was the youngest child. So I was looked at in a certain way and it was always told, Oh, he's the quiet one. So I thought I had to be the quiet one. Right. But through time I started, um, discovering, like you said, I, I literally started discovering that I was crafty not in an evil way, but I was able to, I used to, you know, do graffiti. I used to put colors together. I was bombing, you know, bombing stuff. And like, man, this is, this is dope. And then hanging out with the break dancers and break Yes. Everybody, this fat guy used to break dance, used to do it all, <laughs> right? And spin the whole nine. Right. But at the end of the day, it was, I was very creative when I would put that sweatsuit on, I was in a whole different zone when I would put, put that pin in my hand, I was writing poems. I was writing raps. Yeah. I was, oh. I was drawing because oh, so it, was, it was flowing. So it's, it's, it's like God told you, uh, Moses, what's in your hand. That's right. What's in your hand, because uh-huh. what's in your hand is in, is already in your spirit and what's in your spirit is just going to flow. And so, the powerful part about all of this is that there's two sides of the coin. You're either talking too much or you're not talking at all. Now uh-huh. you can't get me to shut up for one, <laughs> for, for one second. Why? Because the power of God is in me. That's right. And so I eat and breathe freedom. That's right. right. I eat and breathe freedom. How can I help you? How can I help you? Because God's given me the gift as well to be able to see the inner child in some people because me, they, will, yes, right. they will come to me with this. And I'm like, okay, we'll get to that, but we've got to deal with this. And I love what you're saying about the weed. Cause I've been saying that for years, you could either cut it off with a lawnmower or you could just pluck the top out, but the root is still there. And so even when you pull that big, huge root from the yard, from the garden, right? There's all these little spiny roots that come off of the big root. And Uh so what are all those spinely things, bitterness, rejection, relationship, abuse, narcissism, drugs, alcohol, pimping, gangbanging, all of that stuff is all combined in that same root. And so when we come to Jesus and we finally really truly, like Paula said earlier, it's the relationship that's needed because Uh we can all play church. Come on, somebody. Yeah. We yeah. could all sit. We could all ooh, hallelujah. We could do our thing. We could go home. But then when Monday comes, yeah. I like to say, "Is what's your after?" Yeah. And when yeah. people say, "What? What does that mean?" Okay, so you went to the altar. Great experience. You're you're crying. You're bawling. All of that stuff.
1: But what are you going to do after that? I, you know what? I just Sunday this past, past Sunday. Sunday, I was, I was attending, attending a, church, a church, one of the local churches, and I was, how do you say, uh, just listening. And I asked them, I said, okay, tomorrow's Monday. I've got to go to work. I've got to pay bills. I've got to take care of my family. Uh, I've got to want to do be a better employer, a better person, a better person. How can this, what we're discussing today, help me do that? You could have heard a pin drop. Mm. Because it was, it wasn't there. And right. see, you know, I, St. Louis is very special to me, uh, Pastor Paul. And that's where I landed at. And I got clean. The people in St. Louis helped me really. They What they did was they loved me until I learned how to love myself. Right? Come on. And it was just voted that, well, the statistics just came out that they had the highest murder rate or homicide rate in the last 50 years, in 2020, and there's 1,800 churches there. Wow. And if we can't see that that's something wrong with that, then we... I don't know what to say. Because Jesus said, back to the kingdom message, he said, the kingdom of God is like yeast. Hmm. That impacted the whole lump of dough. When we when we begin to teach the kingdom message, the only message that he teach, Come on. you know what? Now, you would remember what yeast is. You take a little bit of yeast and you put it in a whole, he said, 60 pounds. It, it, a little bit of yeast influences the whole lump of dough. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me the message of 1,800 churches can't influence a little city like St. Louis? Teaching the wrong message. Wow, and that's not to put everybody in the same boat. I don't, right, I don't, right. right and I don't want to do that. But yeah. as a whole, and, and 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 I will say this: one of the things that irritates me is that you know I was in the church and I received wrong information. I prayed so hard, Pastor Paul, so many days. Lord, take this thing from me. Lord, take this thing from me. I I don't want to do this no more. Lord, take this thing from me. But God never knocked the crack pipe out of my hand one time. He never did Come it. On. Come on, bro. He never did it. It was my responsibility. Yeah. Because what did yes. God give? Let's go back to the original intent in Come Genesis on. 1.26. Yes. He said, let us create man in our image and likeness and let them have dominion over everything. He told Joshua, "Meditate in my word day and night, and you will make your way prosperous." Now, God has given us the instructions; it's up to us to gain a to study, understand, and apply. Come on! But if we're not teaching what he taught, I I I I got to say this, Pastor Paul. I got to say this so that when I say kingdom message. Individuals can understand the kingdom philosophy. One of the biggest misconceptions of the Bible is the Bible is not based on democracy. It's based on the kingdom government philosophy. And what we try to do is superimpose democracy onto a kingdom philosophy, and it will never work. You read Caesar means Lord, kingdom It's a different philosophy. So the kingdom work, the word kingdom is a construct. It's two words really put together. It's a king having authority and dominion over a territory. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So every king wants to extend his territory. So God created the heavens, which is an invisible country. An invisible country. And every country has a government. And the government that regulates the kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of God. So then he put man in the earth system and put the kingdom of God principles in man's heart so that he could practice them and experience the kingdom of heaven on earth. Come on. Come on. See, we teach something he never taught. We say we follow Jesus, but we don't teach the message. He taught kingdom. He kingdom. said in Luke in Luke 4.43, he said, but I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom, kingdom because that is why I was sent. Yes. Yes. And when we understand kingdom, and I won't go into that too much, but um, until the Romans, when a king took over a territory, what they would do is go and displace the people and bring them back to their headquarters. Right, right. right. But when the Romans came, they implemented the original intent. They didn't do that. When they went and took over a territory, what they would do is they would subdue it, and then they would send a person from Rome to that territory to teach the people in that territory how to live as in Rome. They didn't displace the people. That's what Jesus did. He came from the territory into the earth to teach the people how to live on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. That was the original intent. Right. And so, um, you know, a a lot lot of, I mean, people with good heart. I have a lot of friends uh, who are in, you know, the church, and I respect them dearly. But sometimes I think we have to go back and rediscover the original intent. You know, sometimes we can get so far away from the the original concept that um, we miss the original intent, which is the truth for a thing being created. Right. Um, And so uh, as, as you, and I love what you're saying and what you're doing, I'm telling you, Pastor Paul, I I probably can understand that not everybody agrees with your message, right? And it's a hurtful thing when we are only trying to help people, but get I get knocked down sometimes because I talk about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I, I do, Amen. And, and but I understand why because once you know I understand the makeup of a human being of. You know, having a conscious and a subconscious, and once something gets you know downloaded into our subconscious, which is the heart, where where God says, "Out of the heart flows the issues of life." That subconscious, once it gets there, it's hard to get it out, right? Because anything that comes in that opposes what's already programmed in there, it kicks it out. It's like a a firewall, (laughs) right? No, even though you can show them the truth.
0: Amen. Man, you are saying so much, bro. And we could go on and on for like 3 hours. Um yeah, yeah. yeah. What I love what you're saying is not everyone's going to like this message. Yeah. And that is something that I had to um learn how to understand,
1: okay?
0: Was not everybody's going to like the message that God has placed in me because cool. I am I am one of those th- this is the gift that God's given me not to be defiant Okay. And not to go against people or law or anything like that, right. but I break stigmas. Okay. Period. Like right. that's that's what that's one of the gifts that God has given me to go in and break a stigma. What stigma? A mindset. So, so did right? Jesus? Yes. So, so did Jesus? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus didn't come to give you a bunch of revelation. Jesus came to bring revolution. Because he was coming, saying, "Listen, you're doing it all wrong. Like all of this that you're doing, you are doing it wrong." And so when they try to trap him, he said, "Okay." When they try to come to him with law, he right. said, "All right, I'm going to speak to you in what you're familiar with. So let's go back to the Torah. Yeah. What is what does God say? Deuteronomy five: Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And a, and on those two two things, love your neighbor." Yeah. on those two uh principles is oh, the law, all the law and the prophets. And so what is Jesus saying? Everything else is commentary. Right. Everything else is tradition. I'm I have come. On. That's right. Not to, not, not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And this is why his disciples, they knew how to pray in the synagogue, but they said, when you pray, eyes are open. When you pray, it's on the Sabbath. When you pray, there's deaf people, ears unlocked. When you pray, you, you go and take your spit and you put it on somebody's eyes. Teach us how to pray and walk in that power and that authority. Because even a Pharisee says, who is this guy to come and, and come doing what he's doing in this type of authority. And so yes, they then they question him, Where did you learn this stuff? Right. And he's going, Bruh, I'm Jesus Christ, man. Like I am the one who wrote the word, I am the one who wrote the law. All of that. I've done it all, but I'm here to fulfill it. And so do us a huge favor. At this point, let's talk about your book. Let's talk about how to get this book into people's hands. Um, okay. The website's there and just give like a little precept of it. And then we're going to, we're going to let everybody go with their coffee and their notebooks, man.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Um, well, the, the title of the book is free yourself from yourself. Uh, Fail proof principles for addiction recovery. And what I did was uh, I went and it's kind of in alignment with the 12 step program that they, they call it Mm -hmm. and dr bob and bill w were two guys who um created these steps from an oxford bible the oxford was a christian group back in that day a small and a small group of people a sect if you will and and they had their own bible so what i did was i took the steps and went back to the original intent the principles that they created the steps from and i unpacked the steps um And so those principles are, listen to this, honesty, hope, faith, courage, willingness, humility, discipline, forgiveness, Mm -hmm. acceptance, gratitude, and and awareness. Can you imagine being taught those principles from birth? See, I was given, you know what, one of the things I was given, uh, Pastor Paul, it's okay to do a little wrong, just don't get caught can you imagine what kind of philosophy that is for a little kid that I grew up and I didn't realize that I was 25 years old before I realized 30 years old before I realized, wait a minute, that ain't how I'm supposed to be living. Come on. That's that's how I say I had to reprogram. I had to uh, unlearn and relearn how to live. And so, um, but you can find my book, um, uh, my book can be purchased from my website uh, on Amazon, iBooks, uh, Smashwords, Cobalt. Uh, all of the links are there on on the site. And so um, I am so grateful, you know, for you having me on your show. Uh, I love your energy and your passion. We are connected, my friend. Amen. We we are definitely connected. And and I'm telling you, I'm looking to learn from you. I'm looking to learn from you. I don't, I have not, I'm going to be learning till they throw some dirt on me. Come on. That's I'm going to be learning. I'm open to learning because iron sharpens iron, right? We know that. And uh, your gift is for me. My gift is for you. And we, we you know, we live interdependently. Amen. And so, um, as I was saying earlier, the principles in my book, they really speak to self-government, the most powerful government on the planet. Wow. Those principles are valid for the boardroom, for the locker room, for the living room, and even the bedroom. Amen. Amen. Man, this is all so
0: good, man. There's so many comments coming in. Paula, Paula says, can they please stop having people say, hi, I'm name is blah, 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 and I am an addict. Sets a foothold for the devil to creep back in. I get it well, the first time, and when I'm still using admit, but one
1: day clean, stop it. It's a former user of blah, right? I'd I like to address that because I had that problem, Paula. Thank you so much for that comment. I, I didn't because I understood the words that I speak, how powerful they were. But here's what I had to understand because I, 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 I prayed and I asked God, help me understand this. Those meetings, that is a requirement of that program. And what God helped me understand is that I didn't want to send a mixed message to a newcomer. So for an hour in that meeting, I could say, being in alignment with that program, and that program helped save my life. I could say, my name is Tim, and I'm an addict. Outside of that meeting, I didn't have to say that. I could sow more seed outside of that meeting because that meeting was only an hour. Right. I could come out of that meeting, and you know, Jesus said, take every thought captive. And bring it into the knowledge and the obedience of Christ, right? So yeah. I can take words out of my mouth and capture a thought, right? right That's how right. we do that. And so, Paula, I appreciate that that um, that response. But I did not want to, God help me understand, for a newcomer coming into the rooms who's hurting, who's having a lot of pain, I need, they needed to identify that I was an addict too. And then now they could listen to me and, and and get some help from my experience. Right.
0: Right. You know, that that is that is so true, because a good friend of mine that works at a rehab, um, we had this conversation and he's like, listen, he's like, I get what you're saying, because I am I'm, I'm I'm like when I meet somebody and they're 20 years clean and they're saying I'm an addict. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, but you're not an addict no more. That mm-hmm. was. That was like the first year to two years, three years when it was that struggle, but you ain't even going to to, to meetings no more you you ain't going to any of that no more, right? right but what but the point that he brought to me pretty much what you're saying is that when you take the ownership and say, "I am an addict without me taking these steps, these precautions, whatever, I'm vulnerable to that, and Absolutely. so until I can walk without the crutch.
1: That's right. Until
0: until I don't need the crutch no more. I'm still this this I still have this broken leg. And so I love that you said that because everyone's gonna have their own perspective. But in the first moment we have to understand, oh my God, because that's where the real realization came. When I finally look and I had a bag full of methamphetamines and I'm looking in this mirror, this is in ninety 89697 somewhere around there and I'm looking in the mirror and I saw the devil mm. is when I said I'm addicted mm. there's yeah. there's there's something wrong because I am addicted
1: I can't shake this loose I can't yeah. get rid of it <laughs> you know I asked my mom we just had this conversation a couple weeks ago and I asked her I said mom why do you think I went to treatment 12 times she said cuz you didn't want to stop she said, I remember you saying you refused to call yourself an addict. And I did. I, and I had forgotten that. I did not want to, you know, admit that I was an addict and I continued to use. When I made that admission, I opened myself up for some to receive some new information so that I can live differently. On the street, when I talk to people, my name is Tim Stewart. AKA talk, man, talk, speaking to inspire. That's who I am. But when I go into a meeting to be in alignment with the, with the rules and the regulations, because I want to be a, a law abiding citizen and I don't right. want to send a mixed message inside right. of that meeting, I follow the guidelines because that meeting, those meetings have saved millions of people's lives. And I don't want to, I don't want to be a uh, uh, deterrent from right. anyone having the opportunity to take advantage of what's offered in that program. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, man. Thank you. And I'm, and we're going to do this again. I don't know when, but we're going to do it again because there's so much meat. There's so many things that we can like the root, right? There's all these different conversations that when I go back to edit, when I go back to listen to this, I'm going to be like, all right, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. (laughs) We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. And so, man, thank you so much, Tim and everyone. You can find him at, um, www.fyfybook.com I encourage you to go and read it I am going to look at it myself I believe it's on Amazon, correct? Yes sir, it and is And also, if you want to follow him you go to talkmantalk.com I love that website, Talkman Talk You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. get the, Yes, get that gift out there and you can follow him here on Facebook as well He is one of my friends on Facebook I literally just met this guy two days ago Got on man. a phone call And he's like, man, you're quick. I said, listen, I already know you got a story because to have the revelation of saying the drugs is not the problem. That's my kind of guy. That's my kind of woman that I'm gonna rock with because that is a message in its own. We have to understand that there is something behind the drug abuse. That is just a symptomatic thing that happens trying to medicate and remove those things. And we're searching really for God not just a higher power. Power. And so, man, thank you so much, bro. Can you do us a huge (laughs) favor
1: and pray us out? Um, Lord, we come before you thanking you for your grace and mercy. Um, And what we want to do is release our confession of faith, confessing that this is a day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We are recreated beings where old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. We are created into your glorious image and likeness. We are your workmanship, and we are complete in Christ. We are full of your spirit and divine power as we strive for the mark of a higher calling. Lord, thank you for the revelation, the people that are listening, and let their ears hear your message. Not our message, your message. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right, guys. Well, we will see you on the next Coach's Corner podcast. And remember, you can join us live every morning, 6 30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 30 Eastern, and 5 30 Mountain Time, like where I'm at now. And so I just want to thank you, encourage you to go out there, get this book, follow this man of God. And I'm telling you, you will not be sorry. So, till the next time we meet, we love y'all. God bless you.
1: Let me we'll sir. see you on the
0: next one. Thank you, All brother.
1: Right. Peace.
0: I want to thank you once again, my friend, for joining me here on Coach's Corner. If you have found value in any of my content, do me a huge favor. Drop me a review down below so that I know how I am doing. Also, you can follow me on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Coach Paul Ibarra. I also do a morning devotional live every weekday morning on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Wake Up in the Word. I hope to see you there, my friend. God bless, and I'll catch you on the next episode.